Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins, and everything in between. I am Benedicta, and I'm feeling Halloween exhausted. <laughs> and I'm Benedict. Today is November 1st. This is episode number 191, and I'm feeling a little bit stressed. But first, congratulations on your amazing Halloween dinner. I mean, I nailed it. I am mom of the year. No, um, <laughs> I've been like a negative Halloween naysayer for years and years and years. It's slowly warmed up. And like last year, I did a little bit of effort. And this year, I made an even larger effort. And it was great. My sister came to visit from Sweden. And we made like a Halloween themed dinner. And we had scary drinks for the kids. They got, I mean, they were so happy. They the drinks were like, you know, just like regular, like clear soda with like candy in it, like scary candy in it. And there was even like candy on little and umbrellas and, on, and then candy on these little sticks or actually swords that were on the um, on the glasses. And yeah. And then we went out trick and treating in our neighborhood, which it's pretty amazing. Other than it snowed and I got so cold. <laughs> and I already had like almost a beginning of a cold. So I just been exhausted today and just kind of hibernated at home and took like half a day off to just yeah, catch my <laughs> breath recover. after after Halloweening really hard. I don't know if that is a word. But... Definitely. Yes, yes. You can definitely <laughs> Halloween too hard. Yes. So check out the tweet. And like hashtag sponsored by HelloFresh. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> it was a HelloFresh inspired dinner. We had to like add to it. And my colleague at the bank job called me out of it, out of it, out on it. I was like, oh my God, look at what I made. And I showed them the picture while we were waiting for some people to join the meeting. And I got so many compliments. And then the last one who joined, he was like, yeah, I made that too. Was that HelloFresh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you spoiled it. <laughs> But then he showed me the pictures of his and I felt good again. <laughs> Did you like uh, <laughs> make it way nicer or what, what happened? Mine, like at least some of mine were standing. So they were little for people who haven't seen the picture. They were little like um, uh, bell peppers that were cut to look like uh, pumpkin, you know, like how you carve a pumpkin. So they were like mm -hmm. carved bell peppers, I guess, stuffed with um, filling. So, yeah, so most of mine were, like, still standing, but his were, like, all just <laughs> fallen over, and you can really see their face. Um, yeah. Got it. Nice. Mm -hmm. So a little win there. But why are you stressed? Maybe you work, you know, and, and not <laughs> create <laughs> Halloween dinners. <laughs> yeah, that's mostly the problem. I totally forgot about Halloween. So um, last night we had, like, some kids were coming over, and I was like, oh, crap. I don't have anything, like no sweets or nothing. Um, but I guess they did not quite get the concept of Halloween. So they were like, okay, well, that's fine. Bye. <laughs> 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 so, well, um, so no yeah. tricks. No tricks. No, no. no. Um, that's good. So yeah, that, that was my Halloween experience yesterday. Um, other than that, super busy lately. Um, we are polishing up our workflow builder like that's the next big feature we're going to launch i guess um and it's becoming really nice like it's super solid it's super polished at this point well not super polished but it's decently polished um and it's very 
it feels very robust. Like um, uh, Jane was, <laughs> that was one of her first comments was like, it does not feel flimsy at all. Like, because it's just, it just works and it doesn't break in weird ways or like have like weird UI glitches and stuff like that. So we're super happy how it turned out. Um, and because of that, we decided to start launching it to early access customers next week. We're probably going to announce it tomorrow or today when this episode comes out. Um, and then hopefully we get some people who are interested in, in using it and um, we will start shipping it uh, to those people. And then we set a public launch date for, I think it's the first week of December where we, we are planning to properly launch this to everyone. Um, but we made a deliberate choice to really like ship the bare minimum of features around this. So we oh, have... Oh, 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 I had the marketing oh. idea. Sorry, I'm breaking in. You oh, should yeah. launch it with a workflow showcasing how you could do an advent calendar in user list. Maybe that's you make, not a bad maybe, idea. Maybe you have to like launch it last week of November so they can actually use it. But it's like it could be Christmas themed that way, where you're like, anyway, that was my idea. Not a bad idea. Uh, I keep it in mind. Twelve days um, of Christmas. That's after Christmas, I think, because then you could like launch it in December, and then people could have twelve days of Christmas themed, like a campaign ready to go. Not a bad idea. I keep it in mind. Um, keep it in mind. Let's see how. Let's see how far we are. Like how far we get. Uh, like we have a couple of things that we still want to add before the public launch. We also mm -hmm. have a large list of things we want to add after the public launch to be able to like do another launch and another launch and another launch. Well, then so. you can do a twelve day of Christmas launch <laughs> with the twelve day of Christmas campaign <laughs> that you created as the first marketing effort. Okay, Maybe sorry. yeah, something like away. that. This is so um, much more fun than making stuff. No, just kidding. <laughs> just having ideas and then let other, and then you guys implement it if you want. Or even if you don't, like you can yeah, skip it. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. appreciate it because I feel like we are so so deep into work mode that we, like we are out of ideas at this, this point. We're just like so much in execution that, in execution mode that is, it's hard to take, like take a step back and like, think about stuff like that <laughs> because i'm mostly worried about like shipping everything um mm -hmm. but yeah overall all of that just makes the current phase super stressful um i've been not sleeping well lately i've been working way too much uh our like our kitchen and our house looks like a mess because <laughs> instead of cleaning up i'm working um so, yeah, overall, it's stressful. But I feel like setting those deadlines is also important for us. So we we actually start thinking about shipping it and not like mm -hmm. polishing and polishing and adding and adding and adding. Because the list of things we want to add and the things we want to do and the things that could be a cool idea is endless, basically. But if we don't mm -hmm. start setting up deadlines and dates... Um, we just keep building and building and building and never launch. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's why things are stressful over here. 
Um, but I think oh, it's yeah. okay to have faces like that where you do focus and you think, okay, the house is going to, you know, the house in the kitchen <laughs> takes second priority and like, I'm yeah. going to focus on this. Um, but it, but you have to make sure it doesn't go over too long of a time period, you know, because that's, that's when you hit that inevitable wall in the end. Yeah. And also it's a time period where maybe you consciously spend a little bit more on takeout or like <laughs> help around the house or like, you know, something so that when you emerge on the other side, you're not like, you know, the house isn't too much of a mess and <laughs> you haven't stopped yeah. eating, you know, I'm just speaking from experience here. Um, <laughs> it's not as bad, to be honest. Um, I used to like the time every evening to like to cook dinner as a, a, a mm -hmm. A time to wind down, expli mm -hmm. like explicitly wind down, because the days have been yeah. uh, have been intense. Um, well, yeah, it it has effects on other stuff though. Like uh, my email inbox is a mess as well. I, I'm neglecting a lot of emails in there. So if you've, if you've been emailing me and waiting for a reply, sorry, uh, I'll get to it eventually. But uh, priorities are just totally elsewhere right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But things are overall super exciting um, because, again, like it's looking good. The feature is super solid, and we've been doing a lot of refactorings in the process. Um, so, the, especially like on the front end stuff, um, we, for example, refactored our, for, refactored our form builder to be more flexible and like be usable in more situations. We refactored all of our like pop-ups and like drop-downs and all of it to properly respect the boundaries they are in. So they, when they're at the edge of the screen, they flip and resize and stuff like that. Um, and we changed all our models into dialogue, like native dialogue text, which was also a fun project. Is that working well? I haven't been able to test that yet. Uh, it's working well enough, I guess. Uh, there are still some... <laughs> There are still some things that I don't particularly like. Like one of them is um, so one of one of the features with the new native dialogue text is that you can open them as a model. Um, so they get like rendered in a separate layer. It's called the top layer. It's not connected to anything else inside uh, the window, um, and they get this backdrop that you can also style with CSS. So previously mm. you had to come up with your own solution and and stuff like that, but it's all built in. The only problem with that is that only works if you explicitly call show model on the element node. So there's no way to just to just render it in the DOM and have it open as a model. You can render it as open, uh -huh. but you cannot get the backdrop unless you call that method, which uh -huh. is a bit annoying. I feel like it would be better if there's just a model attribute or something mm -hmm. on the element that would trigger this. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with the popovers. Um, there's a new API coming out with like the popover API, basically, mm -hmm. which is very similar, which also allows you to render those like pop-ups and flyouts and stuff like that on the, the so-called top layer. Um, mm -hmm. But that also only happens when you call explicitly call show popover <laughs> on the element. But so um, you have so you have to open them with JavaScript. You, there's like no yes. way to just give. Oh. 
Because I was just working on a demo for Atsera because we, we kind of have like a missing UI piece. We have these um, modals that let you log in and sign up and that kind of thing. And then we have a profile. We call them embeds that you can mm -hmm. like drop into your into your interfaces. But the more kind of common um, common UI pattern, once you're logged in, is to have that little image avatar of like your account image. And then you click on that and that's where kind of your profile link is and your logout um, button is. So I've been working on like creating a, a very minified version or like a very easy version of that that people can copy. And I did that using just CSS and HTML with um, a toggle button. So when you toggle the button, um, you know, you can check if a button is toggled by doing checked, if it's checked or not in CSS. And then if it's checked, I will open or I will display the sibling, which is then the popover. Mm -hmm. And I haven't checked with like people who are more knowledgeable than me about like accessibility and stuff, but it was a fun exercise because it actually works pretty well. What you don't yeah. then get is so if you click outside of the popover, you, you don't get that close, but I could add that with JavaScript. But I just, in my mind, assumed like the new dialogue and popover that I haven't been able to look at. I didn't know about the popover, but I've looked, I've heard about the dialogue that it would work in a similar way, like you were saying, like you that you could like toggle it without having to write any JavaScript. I think I think there's a way with the popover API to do this. Um, okay. You can define a popover target or something like that. Mm -hmm. So there's some of this open, close target behavior built into that, but like the popover API is like super, super new. I think it's not supported mm. in Firefox just yet, and mm -hmm. it's just landed in Fi uh, in Safari with like the latest release from like two weeks ago okay. when it was uh, was released. Yeah. So it's not quite. I'm gonna there stick yet, to my but, home uh, homemade one, and then I'm gonna check with some accessibility experts on because somebody was chiming in. I sh I showed it on Twitter that you can do like an ARIA expanded type mm -hmm. um, attribute to to kind of make sure that this toggle button and the the menu kind of are connected um, yeah. so that it makes sense that when you toggle, you open. Um, but other than that, it seems to work pretty well. And then I thought nice. about adding just a little bit of JavaScript. So if you click anywhere else on the page and it's open, like we'll toggle that button again. Makes <laughs> um, sense, yeah. Yeah, but it was a fun exercise. It was fun going back to like, I don't know, just like HTML, CSS and the basics and just how powerful the basics actually are. And especially now with all the new CSS stuff coming out, we have yes. like the has attribute. And of course you have all the things that we've had for a while, you know, like I said, we checked and, and there's so many things that have been existing for a while. And I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but I've never really, I've learned CSS through the times by making things. And I haven't really gone deep um, and learned it on its own. And so much has happened since I started learning CSS until now, but I haven't kept up. So there are things that I'm like, oh, you can't do that. And then I'm seeing, you know, these tweets. There's one guy, I think it's called Jay Hey. Jay, we'll put that link in the description. And he does these like really cool HTML CSS demos. I'm like, oh, you can do that now? Like I remember there being talks about it, but then I haven't like looked at it so closely. So when I code myself, I'm like, oh, I'll do that in JavaScript or like, you know, that you can't do that in CSS. But then like, oh, it's already dropped because it's it's been 20 years. Like it's <laughs> there's a lot yeah. that has happened since I did my my most kind of intense CSS exploration 
I, I would imagine that's like, it's not even, tw- it's like 30 years ago when I started learning CSS. And there's just some things that are stuck. Like I haven't kept up with the times. Wait, 30 years? I think CSS was not invented 30 years ago. I mean, I was, I am four, I will turn 41. And I was 13 when I took my first HTML CSS class. So not 30, 28 then. <laughs> I but feel like when I that... when I started doing this like 2000 something like that, I yeah. think CSS was to just land. I like I learned doing styling without CSS well, first and then it. I added like I learned like CSS was this new hot thing that came out. But I I mean I might be wrong. Maybe it was just like You also had to remember that CSS was invented by a Norwegian guy. Oh, yeah. Ah, so when did CSS come out? <laughs> <laughs> On December 17th, 1996. Oh, right. nice. 26 we, years ago. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair. So not 30 then. So let's say 25. <laughs> Still a long time, <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I went to... I went to America in 98 and I had this class. It was the last class I had before going to America. So yes. Yeah, so not 30. So th- 25, then. 98, the, yeah, the spring of 98, maybe, or the fall of 97. Yeah. yeah. Roughly around the same time when I started doing this, I, I remember I bought a book on how to build websites in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I I found books. I mean, long times listener, I've been cleaning and cleaning and cleaning. I have found so many great books. I need to take photos of them. But there is one, which is the one I actually learned JavaScript from the first time around. Nice. And I have it and I've saved it. And I also have one that's called, it was like a classic, like how to make killer websites or something. Like I remember it coming. Mm. It was like mind blowing. It was kind of like showing off all the tricks and things that you could do way back when <laughs> and that's where i'm stuck with css not <laughs> <laughs> nah that's so, not true <laughs> no i will i picked up some things along the way but um but it's just weird like some things like, like oh you can't do that and then you just kind of forget that you should go back and check and see see where the so thank you for reminding me about dialogue i'll have a i'll have a look at that but uh there's so much cool used... stuff happening with css and html these days so yeah so much cool stuff and I guess that brings me around to one of my notes is that I am just so sick of this like framework nonsense that is going around. And now that I'm like in developer relations, we have to make demos for all kinds of things. And it's really hard for me to see people jumping on things that they like really don't understand and know why they're making. And then I have to learn next to demo how it should be done properly because some of the the things that are coming in um i mean a lot of it is lack on our parts documentation wise and stuff like that but we we serve our things through an external script and just that fact like that is you know that's not part of the new world right you just you would download something from npm um and some of these framework make it kind of hard and like i've complained about before with my gray hair is that uh, they are removing the separation between client and server. And and like, I'll tell you, these senior developers are like, well, it's, you know, it's so clever. And now you can do everything in one file. And like, well, they understand it. 
barely, but they understand. I think some, they understand it. But me just going into next now, like I'm having such a hard time figuring out like what is happening in the client, what is happening on the server. Um, and like the questions we are getting coming in, like people are confused and it's, it's going to be a hard challenge for, for us who are kind of first, first responders towards, um, developers who are learning or testing out things. Um, yeah, because I like I and it's so hard to explain when it's all muddled together because I'm like, well, you know, we have an external script and it gets loaded in the client or like loaded on the browser. And then they're like, why isn't it accessible on the server? And it's like, well, it's an external script. Like it doesn't, it's not. <laughs> yep. You're like, put it as a script tag in your head. It's never going to be on the server. So. Yeah, that's just me complaining a little bit and people fighting. And I'm just like, Ugh, I just want to write some old HTML and CSS again. I think I finally <laughs> caught the fatigue. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Can totally yep. relate to that. Mm -hmm. Well, you've stayed thoroughly in that side of tech where you have a separation between server and client, though. It's even two different languages. Yes. But that's just how it is, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it anyway, comes that with was its my... own challenges. Like it's not; it's also not super easy. But at least the boundaries are super obvious. <laughs> it annoys me because I found this tweet. Somebody tweeted a, like a year ago or something about a paper from the eighties. I think maybe from eighty four, something like that. That that showed how. Um, how not having clear boundaries between client and server. I obviously was a different client back then, uh, messed up mental models and made it really hard for developers to reason. And I mm -hmm. remember seeing that and I remember retweeting it because I thought it was like really cool, you know, that we always come full circle. And, um, and also that the paper was like almost my age, but I can't find it. So I've been trying to like search my own Twitter history and I can't find it. So if you dear listener, do you, if you know what I'm talking about, please, please, please send me this research paper um, because I would love to have it now and actually read it in full to formulate, help formulate some of my own thoughts around, um, around this. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. I remember anyway. this weird phase where, yeah. um, I think it was shortly before I started working with Ruby on Rails, I was exploring a couple of other frameworks and there was this weird phase where um, people thought it would be fun to make HTTP requests stateful by like having like a session object on it. That's But that's not like just a session ID with a user ID, but like the proper application state serialized in a session. So every single request be dependent on the current state that was shared with of the, the whole application of, of the whole application hmm. and it sounded like super clever back then but it was a nightmare to work with because you would visit a page and depending on the state you were in like last week it would look totally different <laughs> <laughs> i feel like um yeah we we're making stupid yeah. mistakes over and over again <laughs> Well, the thing is, like, you know, and let's not talk about the world, but the world is also making oh, some yeah. of its same mistakes over and over again. And it feels like it's the, you know, it's the nature of, 
humans or whatever. Like you, you, <laughs> you want to like fix this problem that you seem or you deem a problem. And and I I have these conversations a lot with Lillian about things that you should just like let be. You know, she will come up with like, well, that's stupid. We should optimize or we should do like we should fix this. And I'm like, yes, but maybe also it's like maybe it's as good as it should be. Like it being, I don't know, I can't remember an example, but just like imagine, yeah, like walking to the bus. It's like, oh, it would be faster if we could like teleport to the bus or like maybe we should like, you know, and she'll come up with crazy ideas about how we can get to the bus faster. Um, but then it's like, okay, if we if we remove the walk, which we kind of have done with scooters, um, if you remove the walk from home to the bus, like you remove the little exercise that is left in a modern in the modern yeah, life yeah. Uh, and and these scooters which i love in practice but i hate in theory these scooters you can rent in towns now it has turned out and they've started looking at it that they actually lower you know the 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 health or like the exercise level of the the population because you are then taking away that like little friction of walking yeah. to the bus yeah so i have these conversations with Lynn a lot because she's like she's a problem solver she's like let's you know let's fix this and like and it's like well and also there's so many edge cases trying to like help her think about edge cases. and she's like well we can do so and i'm like well if you're going to make a rule for or it's often rules do you want to make a rule for all of that like it defeats the whole like it it's not fun anymore. It's like it, it ruins the thing by doing all of these things. Um, but it's a very like human thing. So if you're sitting there and you have like mm -hmm. a front end problem and you're like, what if I could just do like that would be clever. And then we do it. And then we realize like this is chaos. Mental models are gone. Uh, it's going to be super hard to maintain. And then we we stop and like we go back or we like figure out something new that turns out to be where we were <laughs> 10 years mm -hmm. ago. And we end up mm -hmm. going in these cycles. Yep. And I think it's really hard that it for it not to happen but it's also annoying to be grown enough to see it happen and like no <laughs> and sometimes you know us older people get you know proved wrong like maybe this time like this version or this thing will actually be a lot better but then oftentimes it's just like yeah we told you it was never gonna be good like this is not the right mental model or the right anyway so it's going to be interesting to see where we are in two, three years in the world of React, especially where who even owns React anymore or who's responsible for React, which is kind of the world I'm in. Um, and um, yeah, excited to like play around a little bit more with just vanilla JS and HTML and CSS and see how far that can take us, um, especially yeah. for simpler apps. Yeah. 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 So this is what I'm bringing to Mixpod first live stream on Saturday. It's Saturday, oh, 11 o'clock, nice. Saturday, 11 o'clock CET. So if you're European, do watch us and have your brunch. <laughs> nice. So it's happening. What are you talking about? It's just planning? So first episode, we call it episode zero. We're going to plan the app. So my idea is that we'll use TL draw and just kind of draw out everything that needs to be in place for this app to come to fruition and then start planning in what order we should do it. I often like to test some of the hardest or some of the things I'm unsure about. I like to kind of test, can I make this search API that I found work so that you can search for podcasts? Like if you can't do that, like a lot of the app kind of falls apart. So we're just going to plan out in what order we're going to do that. And then we're going to slot that into 
kind of the episodes going forward. Uh, and we're thinking about having 12, no, not 12, six, six streams at least. So that would be 12 weeks because we're doing them every other week. And then we'll do them like thematically. And then I'm also hoping that this kind of the drawing we're making, the diagram we're making, that that can be like a something that we go back to through all of the streams to be like, okay, now we're working on this piece. And then we can make notes. If like something comes up, we can make a note of that on on like something we're gonna make in the future, like take a note and like have this be a living document that we can share with people to follow along and see mm -hmm. kind of where where we're headed. And I mean, with this app, like we could definitely hit a hurdle where it's like it's we can't make it, <laughs> like you know. And you want to know those things sooner rather than later. So we're just <laughs> yes. gonna go ahead. We don't have any kind of like, or we have one official sponsor, which is Outsetta, <laughs> you know, nice. the company I work for. Uh, so we're gonna be, um, you know, one of the first episodes will obviously be to create the landing page to capture emails. <laughs> so we're gonna make just a regular old HTML form, and we're gonna post it. And then you're going to get a response back on a HTML page and uh, just try to, to just do it the old fashioned way. Um, and then we're just going to take it from there. Uh, we have some very cool meetings lined up that I can't share yet, but maybe uh, we get some cool sponsors. And if we don't like, we're just going to do this anyway, because I realize I just want to stream. I want to create yeah. stuff. I want to spread some joy around web again and, like not yeah and not like think content content but just like have fun uh creating stuff sounds good i'm yeah. excited to I'm see excited. where this is going i am excited i am excited i am excited um and if we can get like at least some people watching that would be nice um yeah and also one of the 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 persons we streamed with back in the day um in 2020s you know, back in those days, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, she reached out on LinkedIn and she was like, oh, could I come like join your streams again? And and so we had a meeting with her yesterday. So she's going to be coming and kind of being um, like a little, not the outsider, because she's going to be part of the gang, but like she won't be part of the, all the work that goes into the app between the streams. So she can kind of like ask the questions that um, we forget to ask ourselves or like share because we are too into it. So she's going to join and then have an um, eye on the chat and uh, also kind of like have questions prepared and like ask us about things so that we we share things that other people who are outside the, the project can would would probably want to ask. Makes sense. Nice. Mm -hmm. It's all coming together very nicely. <laughs> very cool. That's that's super nice. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. It's just a lot of work. <laughs> 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 I know life is a lot of work uh, uh, yes last weekend I went to the cabin to close it up and had to clean two sewage pumps so mm, you know. lovely <laughs> lovely I mean it wasn't as bad as it sounds it sounds much worse but it was just a uh, you know a yeah. very like a very work, adult you know. thing to do very adult thing to do a very you know you Things need maintenance. Like houses need maintenance. Software mm -hmm. need maintenance. Mm -hmm. Yes. You kind of, if you put things out there, you have to keep keep it up as well. Or, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cool. But I guess that's it. Yeah, that's it. I actually have to run, so we better wrap it. <laughs> and make sure you sleep well. Have you gotten your sun lamp? 
Uh, I have not set up the sun lamp, but uh, so far so good. Like uh, so far so good. N- not depressed yet. <laughs> good. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> yeah, all good. So, well, good. have a nice week and uh, see you Thank around you. the interwebs. Interwebs. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you.